Get ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Welcome to Speak Life. I'm your host, Prophet Marty Layton, and I'm so glad that you're tuned in tonight. It's going to be an awesome, awesome broadcast. It's going to be a great night of prophetic revelation and impartation and activation. You know, as I was praying this week in preparation for this broadcast, I really felt the Lord wanted to release healing to His people. Tonight, I'm I'm believing that this is exactly what will happen. So I encourage you to call or to text someone who needs a miracle, someone who needs a miracle breakthrough, someone who needs a miracle healing, a miracle in their body, a miracle in their relationship, uh, relationships or family relationships, whatever. Uh, if you need a miracle, you got to stay tuned. It's going to be incredible tonight. And uh, we have a very special guest with us tonight, Apostle Jane Hammond. And we're going to visit with her in just a minute. But when I was speaking to her earlier, I could sense such a strong anointing for miracles. You know, miracles are life-changing. If you need a miracle, whether physically, financially, uh, ministerially, relationally, business, uh, family relationships, stir up your faith to receive it tonight. Amen? Right now, we're going to... We're going to just kind of talk a little bit about the times that we're in. And I usually try to touch base a little bit on on what's happening in the world around us. And I believe we are engaged in a very intense spiritual warfare. And the strategy of the enemy is to get people distracted by anything and everything, including physical, financial, or relationship health uh, distractions. Uh, distractions so that you'll focus on something other than the Lord in order to keep you from seeing the victory. You know, I had an uncle uh, that I knew when I was growing up as a very young boy. He was a professional clown for the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus, very prestigious uh, uh, level of attainment as a clown. And uh, so he was one of their great clowns. And uh, whenever there was some kind of unexpected incident or maybe uh, a mess made by an animal or somebody fell or or someone did something wrong and someone got hurt immediately they would send in the clowns uh, to come and perform uh, an impromptu performance in order to distract from what was really happening and this is a, a strategy the devil uses on god's people all the time stirring up trouble to break your focus, distracting you so you can't be laser-focused on obtaining your victory. You know, this is literally happening right now in in our nation, America the Beautiful. Distractions to get you to look in a different direction uh, other than the direction of the real problems. And I believe God is going to deliver us from this present darkness. You know, 2 Chronicles 5.20 is a great scripture for this. It says, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. The word reconciled there, the Greek word there, it means to come back to God or to bring your focus back to God, back to the Lord. Don't neglect so great a salvation, the Bible says. 
Don't let the enemy draw you away from God and his covenant love for you. Don't let him break your focus. I'll keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on me, right? God promises to be the strength of the covenant. We can't do it in our own strength. That's why Jesus came, correct? So don't be distracted from from this transformational truth from God. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Stir up the gift of God within you. God always does the impossible for his children. And let me remind you, nothing is impossible for him who believes. Focus your faith, (coughs) excuse me, back on the Lord and believe God can do the impossible for you. Amen. I'm going to preach a very special message this Sunday regarding what I believe prophetically is happening right now and why. And so you don't want to miss that. That's this Sunday, 4 p.m. <coughs> 4 p.m. Excuse me, at Life Point Church. Uh, we we meet now at 768 Forest Retreat Road in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And listen, God is doing something very powerful right now. Some are wondering why God hasn't done anything yet regarding the injustice that we're seeing throughout this nation. Well, I'm going to lay out some prophetic truths and some insights on Sunday that, that will help you to see that God is up to something, and he is about to shake everything up and reset everything back to his will on earth, in this nation, and in the nations of the earth as it is in heaven. So that's this Sunday, 4 p.m. We'll also be live streaming it for those who uh, do not live close but still want to hear the message. We'll live stream that, and it'll be in our archives, so if you want to go back and listen to that, uh, that way. But are you ready to have your faith activated for miracles and miracle breakthroughs? Won't you help welcome me tonight, welcome with me tonight, Apostle Jane Hammond. Welcome back, Apostle Jane Hammond. Welcome to Speak Life. So good so to great see to be here with you, Apostle Marty. And uh, I think this is going to be a great broadcast uh, because we're going to talk about something that I believe God is doing right now, and uh, and more so than uh, we have known in past decades. I believe it's a time uh, for signs and wonders and miracles. Amen. I you agree. agree. I agree. I supernatural healing. You know, uh, it's always been a part of the church, and uh, it's been a part of our ministry and your ministry. And and of course, we were raised up under you guys, and uh, and so we what we know we learned from you and we learned from Bishop and and uh, but uh, we've had that as a as a uh, part of our our ministry as we've grown. And uh, notable miracles God's done, but I believe God is doing so much more right now in showing his power. What, what do you say to that? I agree. And we're, I feel like we are seeing miracles happen with ease during this season of Hallelujah. time. Hallelujah. It's almost like, it's almost like um, we pray the same prayers that we've been praying for decades, but now we're just seeing miracles manifest. And it's we have had so many different people testify of amazing, miraculous turnarounds over this last several weeks, even, uh, that lets us know that we're coming into some of our greatest days as the church. Amen. I believe that. Uh, You know, we have seen so many miracles in the last two months, three months. It's been incredible. I mean, we started um, 
four and a half years ago is when I had that uh, quintuple bypass surgery. And just the miracles that God did there blew my mind. Just incredible. Yeah. And, uh, and You are a walking, breathing miracle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it sounds silly uh, to say that. You know, it kind of sounds cliche in, in certain ways. Uh, but the truth is less than 1% of the people that go through what I went through survive that. And out of that 1%, uh, if I remember my research correctly, uh, 27% uh, of them uh, actually do not have an ongoing problem. Um, people that have everything in their body shut down for as long as I did uh, – 60, what is that, 63% or 73% of them uh, have a a long-term malady in their body after that. And so not only did I survive, I'm thriving. I mean, my health is incredible, but it's all Jesus. And that's that's the thing that... How long were you in in the cardiac ICU unit? 28 days. 28 Mm -hmm. days after... uh, on the 28th day, and it was actually um, Mother's Day <laughs> when I walked out of the hospital. I walked out of my own strength, you know. Uh, it was incredible because I, I got knocked down so far. Uh, but um, And Pastor Tracy actually was there uh, in the hospital the entire time with me, right next to me, sleeping in that uncomfortable hospital chair. <laughs> True love, true love, yeah, true love, true love. You know, I was thinking about Exodus chapter 15. You know, it's the account of the uh, people of God crossing the Red Sea. And then uh, Miriam breaks out into her song, the horse and the rider is thrown into the sea. And then they, uh, then they start walking towards their promised land, right? And uh, they get about three days in and they come to the waters at Merah and uh, they're bitter and uh, and so Moses seeks the Lord, and God shows Moses a tree, and uh, and then tells him to throw that tree into the water. And I, I think about these things maybe a little more demonstrative than other people do, or, or illustrative than other people do. But I think about Moses uh, f- having to pull up a tree and throw it into the water, right. and he did that. Right. And then he does this, and the waters are healed and made sweet. Right, and so. The Lord says, "If you'll after that, He says, if you'll listen to me and obey the voice of the Lord and do what is right, and the key is the prophetic. If you'll listen to and obey the voice of the Lord uh, and do what's right, I'll put none of these diseases on you, which which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am Jehovah Rapha or Yahweh Rapha." Uh, and it's such a powerful uh, story that I think we we don't really. Uh, pull that out enough you know I, I i've been teaching on on healing now for uh and, and miracles for a while and and i just can't stop you know yeah i i think it's the same today god gives people a great and powerful deliverance they head toward their land of promise and they're just doing life and then suddenly some kind of bitterness comes into their life and so uh, God's solution is bring the cross into the problem. Uh, mm-hmm. Bring what Je- bring Jesus into it, and and I'll heal the waters for you. You're, you know, 
God used that as an opportunity when they when the waters were healed to say, "You need to listen to and obey the voice of the Lord." And so I that's kind of where I see the body of Christ today. You know, Moses was the well, prophet. Go ahead. Yes. No, go ahead. I was saying Moses is the, was the prophet, and uh, he said, "If you'll do what Moses is saying, if you'll listen to the voice of the Lord through Moses." Uh, you'll be able to continue this miraculous journey of power all the way to the promised land. And I'll show you, no matter what, I'm Yahweh Rapha. I'm the God who heals you. Jesus, the healer, right? So to me, that's very clear in the Word of God. God's will is healing and health. Absolutely. And I think that sometimes... um we we go the, the way of medicine, which I, I think that God blesses doctors. Uh, thank God mm-hmm. for the doctors that were there when you were in the hospital. Hallelujah. Uh, thank God for the doctors who were able to help us along this journey. But ultimately, we need to understand God is the healer. God yes. is the creator. And I have been a recipient of uh, creative miracles. When I was 16 years old, I was a state-level gymnast. I know that may be hard to, to imagine right now. but <laughs> And I... Uh, I went over a vault wrong one day in competition and just shredded the cartilage in my knee, Mm. Um, had all kinds of issues from that. Couldn't even go upstairs without my knees buckling on me and um, all kinds of issues. And that was during the time that uh, the charismatic renewal was going. And I met a group of kids, really teenagers, just like me. And they said, well, you know, God made you, he can heal you. And I said, "Hmm, yeah, that makes sense. So they prayed for me and God completely healed and restored the cartilage in my knee. I was 15 years old. And, and uh, of course, when, uh, when I told the doctor that he kind of rolled his eyes like, Oh, she's a little bit of a religious fanatic. <laughs> but when he went in and did surgery, he came out and he said, I should have listened to you. He said, because your knee was absolutely perfect. So God completely healed my knee. When I was a teenager, he healed me of severe low blood sugar. I had severe hypoglycemia. Uh, when I went off to Bible college, I had to wear a medical ID bracelet because I would pass out at random places at random times because my blood sugar was so low. And um, no, mm. no matter what we seemed to do, I, I, I could not seem to overcome it. I was eating every two hours, trying to keep my blood sugar stable and uh, eating protein and doing all the things that I knew to do, um, but still finding myself waking up on the floor of a mall or the floor of a classroom or different random places. And so um, during that period of time, I was at Bible college. So everybody prayed for me. Um, But one day I went into this church with a friend and uh, it's really funny, uh, Prophet Marty, because it was um, called New Life Christian Center and they met in a funeral home. (laughs) (laughs) And um, they met in one of the rooms of a funeral home. And the pastor didn't know me. And he called me out and he said, you know what? And here's the, here's the word of the Lord working with healing. He said, the Lord just says to me to tell you you're healed. Now walk in your healing. He had no idea what my issue was. I was a, I was a, wow. a teenager. You know, that seems like a strange word to give a, an 18 year old teenager, but he said, the Lord says you're healed. Now walk in your healing. And I have been completely healed of blood sugar disorders ever since that day. Um, I've never had a problem with it ever since that time. So I have been a constant recipient of the healing power of Jesus. And we have to recognize that it is part of the atonement, part of what Jesus paid for when he died on the cross. Yes, he died for our sins. Yes, he died to give us entrance into the kingdom. But he also died to carry our, our grief 
and to carry our sorrows, to, to deal with our infirmity. And when you actually get into looking at what those words mean, it means pain. It mm. means physical malady. It means sickness. Um, all of these things Jesus also carried when he went to the cross. And so I believe as believers, we need to start believing what we believe we believe <laughs> and start laying hold of God's healing power. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I we often hear Third uh, John uh, verse 2 quoted, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. People use that for the offering message all the time, and that's great uh, because God does want us to prosper. But he, he also says, and be in good health. I wish yes. above all things that you would be in good health and prosper. And, you know, I, I believe in health and prosperity. God wants us to be healthy, and he wants us to be uh, prosperous. And so, but I believe there's a reviving of our faith happening right now. You know, even the church, like you said, we have to believe what we believe we believe. He wants us people to walk in divine health and healing. When we need healing, uh, we need to know God is the healer. And, uh, right. and and it seems so simple, but I think the church has kind of uh, moved away from that in a sense over the last 20 years. When I was a kid, I mean, healings were happening all the time. I, re- I can remember, uh, of course, we went to uh, Dr. Sharon Stone's church uh, early on, you know, when I was 16 years old or so, started going to her church, and I saw her uh, fresh out of a wheelchair, <laughs> you know, right. incredible. Right. And the miracles that uh, that we saw, I saw one time, she, she asked me to pray with her over this lady. And uh, this lady had no bones in her feet <clears throat> and or soft bones or whatever. And in my heart, I saw a picture of me pulling on her toes. And I thought, well, that's ridiculous. I would never do something like that. <clears throat> and, and by the time I ended that thought, Sharon Stone was pulling on her toes. And the lady <laughs> jumped up and was completely healed. And, uh, and it reminded me of... Uh, Smith Wigglesworth, you know, and, and uh, I was, I, you know, of course, I'm reading on some of these things lately, uh, but Dr. Lester Summerall, I guess, had a conversation with um, Smith Wigglesworth and said, uh, you know, what do you, what's your morning routine like, you know, like, do you eat Wheaties? I mean, what do you do? But, I mean, I'm sure you're not eating donuts and, and all the, well, how do you, you know, how are you flowing in this kind of miracle power? And he said, you know, as soon as I wake up, this, is, this blew my mind. As soon as I wake up, and you probably heard it, before my heat, feet hit the floor, I start praising. And I do vigorous, high-speed praise for 15 <laughs> minutes every day. Smith Wigglesworth. He didn't get wow. saved until he was 72. And so he, he, 15 minutes of vigorous praise and worship. Then I spend an hour in the word, and then my mind is set so that I can begin to pray. And I spend an hour praying in tongues and then and then praying my list after that. So wow. I, I thought that was just remarkable, first of all. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, here's a guy who raised, uh, some people say, 28 people from the dead, including his wife. <laughs> you know, <laughs> incredible. Wow. Uh, but... It all comes back to that relationship with Jesus, right? It does. It and, does. And, 
And with healing, it says, you know, in Romans chapter eight, it says, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, then that spirit will quicken your mortal body. And I believe that we're in a season right now, even those that are listening to the sound of our voice right now can actually receive that quickening, that that coming to life of things inside of them that are dead. I know a couple of months ago, I woke up in the morning and I just heard the Lord saying constantly, call the dead things back to life, call the dead things back to life. And uh, we've had ever since then, and we went into our service that morning, and I think you were watching online that morning. I kept hearing the Lord say, call the dead things back to life. And um, I know in our church, we've had so many different testimonies of what happened that morning. Um, One of our prophets, Prophet Bill Lackey, he's had a miraculous turnaround in his body. Um, He had a a series of heart attacks a number of years ago, and they said that uh, a good portion of the lower portion of his heart was basically dead. And Doctors are amazed. Just this last week, they said your heart is coming. It's like it's coming back to life. It's like the, the parts that were dead for all those years are coming back to life. His kidneys that they said that he probably was in kidney failure and probably need dialysis. He just got back from the doctor and they said your kidneys are perfect. They're functioning perfectly. God is calling dead things back to life. And God called dead things back to life in your body as well. And so Amen. I just everybody that's listening that no matter how hopeless or impossible seems things seem to you god is in the business of bringing dead things back to life completely agree i am i am a hundred percent in agreement uh you know uh it was about uh three months ago i received a not so good uh report from the doctor and uh, it was just unique he said uh your heart strength, it seems to be uh, lower than when you first came in here uh, for the for the bypass. And he said your heart strength is actually lower than it seems like. And same same diagnosis, uh, it seems like there's a, the lower part of your heart is dead. <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, I immediately attack that in prayer. You know, I immediately went to the Lord first and took out my Bible, began rehearsing the promises of God and and uh, declaring long life and all of that. And, you know, uh, actually, one of my favorite scriptures for my heart uh, was Psalm 112. Uh, it says, his heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Now, that I understand that means uh, established in the Lord. And then it goes on to say his heart is established. But then when you look up that Hebrew word established, uh, it's the Hebrew word, if I'm pronouncing it right, samuk or samuk, something like that, S-A-M-U-K. And it means established or fixed. It means sustained by the Lord uh, will bear up strong in a position of favor. I just was blown away by that definition. His heart is sustained by the Lord, will bear up strong, and in a position of favor. Wow, what a word. What a powerful thing the Lord's been saying to me over and over. And so I did what what I knew to do. I kept exercising, kept eating right. I continued to take my prescribed medicine. But I also did what you encouraged me to do, was write a health decree over myself and I and I speak it over myself and over my generations. You know, I think that, especially people watching, 
really could uh, could take something away from this. You've got to you've got to realize at some point in your generation, somebody has to stand up and be that one uh, yeah. in your family lineage that says, "Thus far and no further." You know, right? And the other scripture, uh, the Lord really uh, woke up to me. You know, uh, is Psalm ninety one. And, uh, uh, you know, in my research, it says Moses wrote it, uh, but David actually uh, tweaked it and made it part of the book of Psalms. And so uh, I love it because it's both Moses and David, and you can hear both their hearts in there. And it, it says in verse 15, he shall call upon me, I'll answer him, and I'll be with him in trouble. And I'll deliver him and honor him. And then verse 16, it says, with long life, long life, I will satisfy yes. him. I needed to hear that. And then yes. it, it doesn't stop there. The doctors are not saying good things about your life. <laughs> yes. When the doctors were saying short life, God was saying long life. And, right. uh, and so that was part of my decree, by the way. And then it says, and satisfy him uh, with long life and show him my salvation my salvation. And so, you know, you, you hear that your whole life. I grew up, you know, serving the Lord since I was uh, 13. And so uh, I grew up hearing scripture and hearing those scriptures over and over. Long life, I'll satisfy him and show him, uh, show him my salvation. But then I look up the word salvation there. Do you know what that word is? Yeshua. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeshua. And show him my Yeshua. It's just incredible. Uh, so in salvation is Yeshua, uh, deliverance, healing, uh, of course, mm-hmm. salvation, health, prosperity, peace, you know, uh, and, and the peace part of that is Shalom, which you yes. have a great teaching on uh, Debar Shalom and, yes. uh, you know, nothing missing, nothing broken, including my heart, you know, my body. Right. And so. Right. Those kind of things blew me away. Moses threw the tree into the bitter waters, you know, uh, because, you know, I think that, go ahead. I think that, I I think that, you know, we are living in the day um, where we need to partner with the word of God, like you're doing both the written word of God and the spoken prophetic word of God. And I love Ezekiel 37. I've been meditating in Ezekiel 37 again during this last season of time when the Lord brought the prophet out to the Valley of Dry Bones. Yes. And of course, you know, and then he asked him the question, can these bones live? I, you know, I, I love Ezekiel's answer. He's kind of like, oh, okay, Lord, only you know. <laughs> like, mm, I'm not seeing what you're seeing, God. Um, what's interesting is that the phrase dry bones in Hebrew is the convergence of three words, shame, disappointment and confusion. Wow. And that those three words form the word dry bones. And really what dry bones were Hold is on. A, Can you say that again? Uh, yes, yes. So the so the phrase dry bones in Hebrew is the convergence of three words, shame, disappointment and confusion. Wow. And you're talking about that place of bitterness. You're talking about that place that where the enemy comes in and tries to overtake our soul and yes. tries to present things as completely impossible. The Valley of Dry Bones is the ultimate vision of impossibility. 
yeah. um, when God says, can these bones live? Because what the, what the Valley of Dry Bones was, was a place where an army had suffered a horrible defeat. Mm. And as, a, as, a, as an ultimate um, uh, disregard for the defeated enemy, they forbid them from burying their dead. And wow. just left the dead out to where the birds of prey could come and pick their bones clean. So it was a, it was an ultimate dishonor mm-hmm. of kind of what the enemy would do to say, "Hey, don't even try to advance against me. Don't even try. Remember the Valley of Dry Bones. Remember all those mm-hmm. bones. You were defeated in the past season. You yes. were defeated. You didn't see victory in this past season. And every one of us have probably prayed for somebody and seen them die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Every one of us have." Seen my first situations. first time I ever prayed for somebody, the the yeah, pastor said, "I yeah. want you to pray for him." The next day, the guy passed away. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. I, it was I, not I, a good I experience. Had, so, what the enemy wants to do out of that is create a valley of dry bones that is full mm. of shame, full of disappointment, and full of confusion. We wow. know that God heals, but can I really, in faith, pray for this person because that last person I prayed for died? Wow. And we all have this valley of dry bones in our life of places where we've been disappointed, where we've prayed for things, we've extended our faith, we've believed God, and yet it didn't seem to turn out the way that what we, the way that we had prayed. And so the Lord then says to Ezekiel, here's the plan, prophesy to the valley of dry bones, prophesy, deliver the word of the Lord, Napa, Nabi, bubble up, prophesy to that place of shame, to that place of disappointment, prophesy to that place of confusion and say this, say, oh, dry bones, oh, place of failure, oh, place of disappointment, oh, place of confusion, hear the word of the Lord, hear Debar, hear Debar, hear Debar, hear the word of the Lord, hear the decree of God, hear is the word Shema. Shema means to listen, to hear, to discern. When we're hearing the word of the Lord for our life, this word Shema also means to listen intentionally and to hear intelligently. Mm. Hear the word of the Lord. Some of you are going through confusion. Hear the word of the Lord. Listen intentionally. Hear intelligently and then speak. Debar. Debar, the word of the Lord. The, wow. the, the decree of God, the, the prophecy of God, what God is saying. Hear what God is saying over your valley of dry bones. And so the prophet, it just says he did what God said, you know, it, and then God's promise was this. Surely I'll cause breath to enter you and I'll put sinew and flesh upon you, cover your skin, put breath in you and you shall live. Yes. That word live is the word that means to make you alive, to make you strong, to revive you. Come on, we're believing for revival. Let it Amen. happen inside of us means to quicken you, to recover, to restore, to repair, to live prosperously, to make you alive, to restore to life and health, to relieve you and to revive you from sickness, faintness, discouragement, and death. I hope you got all that. (laughs) An infusion of life into that which was dead. That's what happened to your Mm. heart, Marty. That's exactly what happened to your heart. God infused your heart with life and brought that which was dead back to life. Chaya is the word. Chaya. <laughs> it's such a cool word. Chaya. <laughs> God revives us. God quickens us. God restores us. God yes. reco- causes us to recover and to restore, to be completely restored to life. So the prophet did that. And then he heard a shaking. Mm. He sure heard a shaking and he heard a rattling. And listen, mm. 
I know that prophets everywhere, including me, are prophesying about the shaking that God is doing, the shaking in the church, the shaking in the earth, the shaking of nations. Uh, God said, I'll shake the heavens and I'll shake the earth. Um, and we need to understand that we're in a season that God's going to shake things, but we are a part of a kingdom that is unshakable. But mm. part of the shaking is going to serve to bring people out of their stupor, out of their passivity, out of their place where they have felt so defeated by past battles that they didn't feel like they won that valley of dry bones. God's going to shake our valley of dry bones, bring the bones together so that we can stand up as an exceeding great army. That is the ecclesia that God is bringing forth full of power, full of resurrection life. Um, I believe in the coming days we're going to, uh, we can, we can talk about Smith Wigglesworth that's raised people from the dead. We can talk about people that I've raised from the dead, but I'm telling you everyday saints are going to be raising people from the dead. Amen. People, people in their workplace, people at gas stations, grocery stores, Walmart are going to be raising people from the dead. This is the day that God is causing a, an exceeding great army to arise. And where are they going to come from? Out of that place of defeat, out of that place of failure, out of that place of disappointment, that's going to be the people that God's going to use to turn the world upside down. That's just so good. I think everybody out there can relate to that. It's it's mm -hmm. so rich. It's so full of hope. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just believe that's where we're headed to. You know, so many people are ready to go hide out uh, just, you know, be shut down. I, I, so many people have had this uh, old religious concept of the end times of just closed down, shut down. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that we're going to be that. We're, and the Bible doesn't ever stop working. That's the, that's the other part. I always question that growing up, you know, what does the Bible stop working? I mean, if we can overcome now, why can't we overcome then, you know? And, uh, but I believe that God's raising up the ecclesia uh, with authority and with power. And when we speak things, just like when Jesus spoke things, things mm -hmm. happen. And, uh, but Jesus was convinced when I say something, this is what happens. And uh, I know a lot of people, uh, uh, they are, are care careful how they say something. They're afraid that it's not going to happen. And, uh, and I just, you know, I, I pray that these words of, of uh, 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 this broadcast are going to encourage them to take a risk. What's going to happen is people are going to start praying and seeing results. And I believe God's ready to do it. I mm. totally believe yeah. that you were talking about shaking. Mm. And uh, so I, I, I think sometimes prophets are, are, you know, the, the normal thing is a prophet prophesies the word. But I believe sometimes prophets have to live the example or the demonstration of the word. Yeah. You agree with that, right? I mean, yeah. take the yes. prophets <laughs> as an example of suffering, you know, uh, but you know, I am in no way hindered physically. Uh, but I have had a real spiritual attack and, and I sense something and, and, uh, uh, pastor Tracy and I, we've, we've had, Dream, separate dreams about different, um, you know, people doing witchcraft, and that's just part of it. You know, people attack and and do those kind of things. Uh, and uh, you know, I had that report from the doctor that I just shared, and about that time, uh, 
I was watching your broadcast, your Sunday morning broadcast, and I woke up that morning and said to Tracy, I said, I heard the Lord say, I'm calling dead things back to life, and I'm calling your heart back to life, because they said, now uh, something's wrong, your heart's uh, it's not functioning again. And so I, I was praying, and then I went to turn on Vision Church. Uh, you know, I'm a proud member of the Vision Nation. and yes, sir. Uh, and uh, our services are at 4, so I get to watch you at 10. And so worshiped, and then you got up and said, I heard the voice of the Lord this morning say, I'm calling dead things back to life. I thought that was the most incredible <laughs> word. It blew me away. That word was for me. If it wasn't for anybody else, it was definitely for me. And then just recently, you know, my doctor says, well, I, you, you know, we need to schedule these things based upon all these old reports now. We need to schedule this uh, surgery for you and all this stuff. And and right a couple days before that, you and Apostle Tom uh, are coming to town. You invited Tracy and I to come to the hotel where you guys were staying and pray for me. And so we connect with you guys, and uh, and and uh, you you guys lay hands on me and begin praying. And I felt the strong buzzing, you know, kind of like the table buzzer at a restaurant. <laughs> you know, that, I don't know how else exactly. to explain it. But it didn't but that's, stop. But it didn't stop. It did not it, stop. It was, it was, buzz, it was just. Bzzz. It was yeah. just a constant buzzing as you were praying for me, and yeah. uh, and then I felt it too. And then it stops, and I look at you. First, I saw this vision of this black widow spider climbing out of my heart. I wasn't trying to see a vision. Just the Lord (laughs) opened my eyes, and I saw this black widow spider climb out of my heart and then just get vacuumed away. And I opened my eyes, and I said to you, did you feel that? (laughs) Before I finished that, you said, you felt it too, you know? It was incredible. I kept looking at him like, what is this buzzing? What is this? Is does he have something under his shirt? Does he have something in his heart that's defibrillating? What exactly is this? Because my hand was yes. literally vibrating on your chest. Yes. And of course, one of the one of the um, the things that doctors call a certain heart attack that men have is a widow maker. Yes. So I think that widow spider vision that you had was that widow maker death assignment coming out of your heart yes. and God just vibrating that thing on out that shaking shaking out death and shaking out the dry bones and shaking out the past and God bringing that quickening buzzing yes. quickening back to life you know I, I I know that sounds silly but that's how God talks to me and yeah. you know when you get those table buzzers you're waiting, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but then when it buzzes, it's your time. Mm-hmm. And so, wow. God, God just spoke to me and said, "Now's the time. You've been standing in faith. You've been decreeing the word. Now's your time." But wait, there's more. <laughs> I went to the doctor <laughs> to have the surgery uh, this past Tuesday. And uh, I go in there, the doctor's asking me several questions, and he's, he's just very puzzled at my condition. He says, your, your color is incredible. You don't look sick, and you don't look unhealthy. I said, no, I, I walk three miles vigorously every day. And Pastor Tracy chimes in and says, yes, he does. And he does it outside in the heat. 
And uh, he, and so he says, I'm, we're going to get you in there. We're going to look at this. He's going to put a camera in me and all this stuff. And so they get me on the surgery table, and I'm half awake, half uh, half uh, medicated, and I can see the camera and the whole thing on the TV, the huge TV screen that they had in there. And uh, the doctor is visibly getting angry. He said, why am I wasting my time? There's absolutely nothing wrong with this man. His heart is perfect. There's no blockages. There's no occlusions. There's no collapsed bypasses. This, this guy's heart is totally perfect. Don't even give him the rest of that medicine. Let's just button this up. We're done. And he walks out of the out of the operating room. It was the most incredible thing, and uh, for the doctor to to, to decree that I was totally perfect, it was just the icing. I I knew that, Uh, and Tracy and I knew that going there. Uh, But we are living in days of astounding, remarkable miracles, and we're called to do this. This is part of Jesus, the part of, of serving and loving Jesus is signs and, follow, signs and wonders follow those that believe. That's right. That's right. We have seen so many um, things happen with people that have even had long-term issues. Um, I remember this one lady that came to one of our conferences and, and um, I called for people that um, had mobility issues and mm. uh, wanted to pray for them. And so her two sons kind of walked her down the aisle and were hanging onto both of her arms. And I I laid hands on her and I began to prophesy to her. And this is where sometimes I think we can either stand in front of the mirror and prophesy to ourselves. And sometimes that's what we need to do. Release the word of the Lord over ourselves. And sometimes God will use prophets or other ministers. But I began to prophesy to her and began to break the, the demonic stronghold of sickness and infirmity. And all of this off of her. And I kind of told her sons, you know, let go of her and back up. And, and um, they were kind of like, oh, she's going to fall. And I was like, no, she's all right. And so they backed up and she kind of, as I prophesied to her, I could feel her stand up kind of under her own strength. And when I felt her stand up, I knew that the Lord had touched her. And I said, now here's what the Lord's saying. I want you to walk around this sanctuary. Well, you've been in our church. You know that we have a pretty large sanctuary. Very large, yes. Her first words out of her mouth were, I can't do that. And I said, oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. God says you can. Now go. And you know what she did? She went. Wow. Sometimes we get in this receiving mode, and then we don't actually activate our faith for the healing to take root. And so she Mm. walked all the way around that. She hadn't walked on her own for almost 12 years. Mm. She walked all the way around our sanctuary. And when she got back, Everybody was clapping. Everybody was applauding her as she walked around the sanctuary. And when she got back, this is what the Lord said. The Lord said, now tell her to do it again, but this time run. <laughs> yes. This time run. I don't know if I could Woo! run around there. <laughs> I don't yeah. run, okay? And uh, you know what that woman did? She took off running in faith, and she was completely wow. healed of an infirmity that she had for 12 years and God completely healed her body, gave her back her life. That quickening power of Jesus Christ came into her body and just began to renovate her on a very cellular level and drive infirmity out of her body. So sometimes what we have to do is we have to 
we have to cast a, a devil out, kind of like that Black Widow spider that came out yes. of you. That was a that was an image of a demonic thing that was affecting and afflicting you. Yes. Sometimes you've got to cast the devil out. You've got to address demonic things, and and then you can bring healing. I know years ago, and for some of you that maybe are 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 not familiar with deliverance ministry. Uh, it says in Mark chapter 16, it says these signs will follow them that believe this is what, a, what prophet Marty was just referring to. And the very first thing it says is you will cast out devils. Yeah. So we have to exercise that authority. So 24 years ago, we launched deliverance teams at our church. And the very first night that we launched it, um, uh, uh, Pastor Sharon Parks was up and she taught people on deliverance, having freedom in Christ, getting rid of any demonic strongholds or demonic oppression. So at the end, she said, you know, I want we just want to pray for you. We have a trained team that want to pray for you and, and, and bring you freedom of any kind of oppression. Well, this little lady that I'd never seen before walks up the center aisle. Um, she looked older. She looked frail. And she walks up to, to, to Pastor Sharon and she leans in to whisper to her to say, um, I want you to pray for me. And she's whispering, not realizing that she's speaking right into the lapel mic that Sharon had on her shirts, okay, back in the days of lapel mic. So she leaned in to whisper, but the whole congregation heard her say this. She said, I need you to pray for me, but I don't want you to cast out any devils because I'm a Christian and I don't believe Christians can have devils. Yeah. And Sharon just said, okay, she was not going to argue. She had just done this whole teaching on that and how, how the enemy can still oppress us even when we're believers and we may still need deliverance, even if we're believers. (laughs) And so, um, she laid hands on her. She said, father, I just bless my sister and I just pray for healing in her body, whatever it is that she has need of. And then pastor Sharon stopped and she said, and I command the spirit of death (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that has been trying to kill this woman to come out of her in Jesus name. And while everybody watched that, when she said the spirit of death, that little woman, literally pa- prophet Marty, she flew backwards like 20 feet in the air and yeah. hit the ground. Wow! It was about, about four rows back. I mean, she went through the air and hit the ground. Like somebody had punched her <laughs> and she hit the ground. And of course, all the deacons, the people that do the catching, you know, for these, they stand behind in case somebody gets overwhelmed by the spirit of God. Yes. And they came up behind her and, and, but they weren't there yet. So they were like, mister, you know, <laughs> so they're running to get, to pick her up off the floor. And I mean, she hit the floor hard. Yeah. And we were all like, Oh my gosh, what just happened? And as they're picking her up, this little woman says, this voice comes out of her that says, <laughs> you can't have her. She's mine. And the whole church went, (laughs) she went down, she prophesied to her. She prophesied life. She began to command the devil to come out of her. And she, Mm. she spoke healing over her. The little lady got up and walked out. We were like, okay, well they, she seemed, you know, out of sorts and they just kind of left. Well, a few weeks later she came back and with her husband. And she says, I need to tell you what happened that night. She said, I had been let go from the Mayo clinic. She said, the doctor said that cancer had metastasized and was mm. in every organ of my body. They sent me home to die. They told me I would have less than 30 days. I needed to go home and put my affairs in order and say goodbye to my family. And so we were driving by your church on a Friday night. It was about 10 o'clock at night and there was still a parking lot for the people. So I said to my husband, let's just go in there. Maybe somebody can pray for me. I'm just scared. She's a believer, but she was like scared of what was ahead. And so she walked into our church at 10 o'clock, had not heard any of the sermon, none of the message, just heard the invitation for prayer. 
So she walked down the aisle. And that night, not only did she get delivered from a spirit of death, but she was 100% healed head Hallelujah. to toe of cancer that was in her body. She went on to live another eight years. She was older. She lived another eight years. And when wow. she died, she did not die of cancer. Wow. I'm telling you, that's that we serve. He will set you free yes. from whatever is oppressing you. He will set you free from mental illness, from mental oppression. He'll set you free from bodily affliction and any kind of sickness or infirmity that you may be dealing with. That is the Jesus that we serve. Amen. Amen. I, I, can I share one more testimony here? I don't know what our time frame is like here, but uh, I the night I was preparing to go the next morning to that uh, surgery. We got a voicemail on our church line uh, from, and I'll say his name, uh, Gary Carroll. Gary and Gail, I love you so much. Uh, Gary uh, came in to the church uh, 10 years ago, and uh, he was sent home to put his affairs in order, exact same thing. Uh, Cancer had overtaken his body. And uh, I did not know them, uh, but they uh, had heard that uh, healing was happening at our church. And so uh, he went up there. He, pro- he weighed less than 100 pounds, somewhere, you know, 80 pounds or something like that. Full-grown man, <clears throat> but very frail, very small because of the disease. And uh, he told me what was happening. And so I laid hands on him and prayed for him in the name of Jesus and rebuked that uh, attack and and cast out every spirit of death. And almost the exact same thing happened. He hit the ground so hard. He he only fell maybe three or four feet back, Uh, but he hit the ground so hard. I thought, I think he died. You know, I wasn't sure what was happening. It was, and so I went over to pray for him and he was okay. And uh, and so then his wife picked him up, and they left. And they came back about two weeks later, and I didn't even recognize him. He had, uh, it was like somebody reinflated the balloon. You know, he, he, <laughs> he had health. He, his color was good. He looked fantastic. And so the night before I went into that uh, process, uh, that medical process, he called to say, this is my 10-year anniversary. Now he's in his 90s, and he's healthy wow. as can be. His wife is healthy as can be. God just did such an incredible miracle, and they are the most faithful people, and, and we love them so much. But uh, just wanted to share that as well. But I, you know, It doesn't matter what it looks like, and it really doesn't matter what the doctors have said. Uh, and it, it, I'll let you share your uh sentence and, and, and decree that you shared with me. Uh, but their authority is limited, but God's is not. And uh, they're, they're, they're doing their doctors are doing their best to diagnose uh, on based on their gathering of information. Uh, but God made us and God knows how to fix everything. And it is as simple as that. And since then, we have seen so many miracles, so many great things happening. And uh, even sometimes it looks like the miracle's not happening. And it looks like it's not working. And I'm just 
you know, I want to encourage people. Your table buzzer is about to ring. <laughs> you know, your time is coming. You may be waiting for that miracle, but it's going to happen. Keep keep uh, standing in faith, you know. Uh, <clears throat> one other story I wanted to just touch on briefly is, you know, I was reading about uh, Jesus healing the ten lepers. <clears throat> he heals ten lepers all at once, and they all go away healed. And the Bible is very clear. They're all healed. But one comes back and and gives thanks and prays to Jesus. It's very clear. He praises him, and he gives thanks for his healing. And Jesus asks, where are the other nine? And uh, he doesn't know, you know. Uh, and then Jesus says some incredible things to him. Uh, go be healed your faith has made you whole and the the powerful thing for me is those that stay thankful those that stay grateful those that stay in worship uh god not only has not only heals them but he heals them of that trauma uh that tries to come back you know, uh, Jesus said when you cast out the devil, you have to refill the house or it tries to come back with seven spirits stronger than that one. And so, uh, you know, I think there's a key to holding on to your healing and holding on to your miracle. Uh, and and that is the praise and the thanksgiving uh, that removes all that fear and that trauma uh, from that incident so that that stuff doesn't come back on you. What, what do you say to that? Absolutely. Uh, you know, and I think that that's where um, we have that responsibility to always have a grateful heart, um, yeah. to always have that place of of remembering what the Lord has done for us. I think Israel's history teaches you that God did miracle after miracle, and they had a very short memory. <laughs> yeah. They would constantly... That um, I mean, how, how is it that at the waters of Merah they are murmuring and complaining against God and against Moses when they just watched God do ten, you know, ten plagues that delivered them from Egypt yes. and then opened up the Red Sea? How is it that then they find themselves murmuring and complaining three days later? <laughs> they had very short memories, and so yes. I think that it's very important for us to, you know, I mean, sometimes it's great to just have a thankfulness journal. You know, writing down the things that you're thankful for. Um, there's so much medical evidence that shows that when people that are thankful, they live better lives, they live healthier lives, so they good. live more fulfilled lives, and there's actual science behind this. And so um, I encourage some of you that are out there, maybe you haven't seen the full manifestation of your miracle yet, um, maybe start thanking him in advance for the things that he has done in the past, but also for the things that you know that he's going to do because he is a faithful God and he's a God that does keep his promises and that does honor when we begin to speak and decree his word. Amen. And Jesus is ready to do it. He's ready he's to ready. do it. He's ready to honor his word. He's ready to prove himself. And uh, I feel like we, we have crossed some line in the spirit where God is ready to just prove his power again. You know, he proved his power uh, to the to the people of God coming out of Egypt. You know, the seven of the plagues never touched them. 
And then he takes him across dry ground and then closes the Red Sea on their enemy. And then three days later, they're complaining about him. And, you know, it, it, I agree. We have, to, we have to keep our heart in check and remember that God's ready to do this over and over. If we'll just continue to come before him with thanksgiving, you know, in all things, give thanks. And uh, I believe that we've entered into a time when miracles uh, need to be, uh, you got to be bold as a lion and go out and pray for the sick. When I was, when I was first saved, that was like part of the, part of being the church, you know, we didn't know anything. We just, you know, we just decided we're all going to go out and we're going to start praying for people and people were healed all over the place. And uh, that's what Jesus made his disciples do. And then 70 others also. And uh, it's not about us getting credit or or anything like that. It's about our names being written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And that's what Jesus taught them. But it's you still got these signs will follow those who believe. Right. Right. I, I, w- I heard the Lord say this morning, it's so interesting that you keep using the word risk because I, I have it written down in my in my notes of my prayer journal. When I was praying this morning, I heard the Lord say, tell the people of God they've got to rise up and risk, rise yes. up and risk. And I think that, that this next season is really going to be marked by people that are willing to get out of their uh, comfortable zone and step out and begin to take a risk. And listen, sometimes so you good. may pray for somebody and you don't see it happen immediately. Ask them, can I pray again? Ask them, can I pray again? And keep yes. praying until you see something begin to manifest. I, I think that, you know, one of the things that's exciting is it says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb yes. and by the word of our testimony. Of course, love not our life unto the death. But I want to focus on the word of our testimony, yes. speaking and decreeing, not just maybe even our testimonies, but these things that we've been sharing with you today is that when we start testifying, when we start speaking and saying what God has done, even if it's somebody else's miracle, if you need a miracle, start talking about somebody else's miracle. Amen. Because the word testimony in Hebrew is a Hebrew word that means repeat it, do it again. That's what <laughs> testimony means. Repeat it, do it again. So if you need a miracle, so good. Start, start testifying of other miracles and let the heavens open so that God can come down, repeat yes. it, and do it again. Yes. Open your mouth and make a decree. <clears throat> Amen. Well, uh, why don't you just take a few moments and pray for those that may be watching this that are believing for a miracle. And, uh, you know, uh, Jesus was praying for uh, uh, for one of his disciples, and, and, and he said, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's important that people understand God's not, there's no quota of belief that you have to match in order to receive, yeah. you know, you're not going to fail. God wants to do this for us. Yeah. He's already provided it. You know, Jesus already bore all of our sicknesses. He already carried all of our disease. Uh, and by his stripes, we are already healed. It's already paid for paid in full. And so uh, I, I, you know, I jokingly say, I, you know, I went to the cash register to pay for our ticket one time at a restaurant just recently, and somebody had already paid for the ticket. And I was, I, I was a little uncomfortable because we're usually the ones who try to get other people's tickets. And, uh, and I thought, 
it's and I I was trying to still try to pay for it. You know, I was trying to, and you know, in my mind, I, I was thinking, well, I, I got to do something here, and and the Lord spoke to me. That's how people feel sometimes. It's paid in full. You don't have to think that there's something more you've got to do. All you've got to do is just receive it and say thank you. You know, and yeah. and and that's how healing comes. You know, get your brain out of the way. If stop yeah. being at war with what God's doing with your brain and just say thank you, Lord, and Amen. receive it. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Amen. Well, Father, we just release your healing yes, power. Lord. Jesus said you shall receive power. You shall receive dunamis when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So we pray, Father, that each and every one in the, in the sound of our voice, Lord, would receive a fresh download of the dunamis power of God. That word dunamis means strength. It means ability. And it means miracle working power. I thank you, Father God, that you're filling us fresh and anew with the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, just letting miracles bring a quickening to our mortal body, bringing a quickening to our minds, Lord, to our hearts, Lord, heal people that have had not just physical heart things like like Prophet Marty has just been healed of, but Lord, those that have had heartache, God, and that are bound to things in the past because of heartache, disappointment, uh, relationship things, Lord, that have just, just decimated them. Lord, we break the spirit off of them, God, of grief that's trying to hold them yes. in, in old Lord, we just pray, Father God, for people's mental health. God, we break the yoke of depression and, and, and chemical imbalance and these things, Father God, that try to hold our minds captive. And Lord, we speak and we pray over physical bodies, over joints right now. God, we just speak right now, God, that the, the, there's listeners right now that have pain in their joints, Lord, as they begin to move their joints. Lord, yes, I pray Lord. that you would bring Holy Ghost lubrication into the joints and yes. just allow that to be released. Lord, there's people that are still experiencing long COVID. COVID and all the symptoms that have come from long COVID attacking their systems. Father, right now, God, we break that spirit of death right now in the name of Jesus and we lose healing and we lose life. Father, I pray right now, God, for those that are struggling with doubt and unbelief and even fear about the future. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for going in right now, God, and just empowering them through your dunamis power, through your dunamis strength, Lord God, and breaking every stronghold, Lord, that's put a lid of limitation over their faith and tried to cause them to walk in fear. I loose the courage. I loose the boldness. And I loose that risk-taking anointing Father God, upon each and every one, not just to receive from you the miracle that they need, but then to be ambassadors of the miraculous, to yes. go out and to release miracles everywhere they go. Lord, I loose that upon your church, upon your ecclesia. And we thank you, Father God, that we're coming into a time right now, God, that is going to be one of the most spectacular seasons of signs, wonders, and miracles that the earth has ever seen. And for the phenomenal harvest that's going to come into your kingdom because of it, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's so awesome. You know, Nahum... Chapter 1 and verse 9, it says, uh, God will make a complete end and trouble will not rise up a second time. You know, I just believe there are, there are those out there that are going to uh, really be healed this time and this trouble will not ar arise again. It's not going to come Amen. back on you. And so, uh, Apostle Jane, thank you so much for taking time with us. I know you're in high demand, and uh, we are just honored to call you family and, and friends, and 
and uh, look forward to connecting with you and Apostle Tom, maybe in, a, in another interview in, in the days to come. Uh, love to do this again sometime very soon. And uh, uh, what is the website where people, what are your coordinates where people can uh, dial into you and, and get all the great stuff that you've made available for the body of Christ? Well, obviously, if you want to follow us on social media, you can go there of Apostle Jane Hammond and you can follow follow me there on uh, Facebook and Instagram. But if you want to go to our website to order some of our books, um, I had this, this is a great one that you kind of mentioned about making a decree, yes. uh, declarations through, which is how to agree with the voice of God. It's my yes. most recent release. And um, I think that that was really powerful. Book. Actually, yeah. Actually got some decrees that I've written in there that you can yes. speak and decree over yourself that I believe will bring you into a season of breakthrough. So you can go, to t- www.tomandjanehammond.com and then I know they're going to put it up on the screen tomandjanehammond.com and if you want to follow us um, at our church we are visionchurchci.com visionchurchci.com and uh, you can tune into our services on Facebook Vision Church CI um, and we do communion uh, most nights uh, Prophet Marty jumps on with us sometimes we, yes. we do nightly communion and sharing from the word. So if you want to jump on with Vision Church, CI dot uh, at, on, at Facebook, uh, we invite you to do that. Oh, and you can find us on YouTube as well. So come and awesome. find us, and I believe you'll be blessed. Now, uh, let me just give another plug for uh, your prophetic uh, training that people can do yes. online. So what is the, what is right. the text thing that so, you do with that? So if you will text the word prophet, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, and then text that to 55444. Uh, they will send you out some information on our upcoming School of the Prophets. The next uh, semester will be in January. So it gives you some time to prepare for that. But awesome. we teach things such as um, um, the how to flow in the prophetic. We teach about uh, being a seer prophet, how to interpret dreams and visions, how to move in discernment in such a way that's edifying for the body, being a prophet to the nations, operating under spiritual authority, operating in power and grace. And so there's so many things that we talk about. It's a 90-day prophetic intensive, and yes. it is intense. You'll be mentored. We will do some mentoring. Uh, you will be activated, and you will be matured in your grace and your gifting. So text the word prophet Amen. to five five. And we would love to have you join us. It's awesome. Well, I can't uh, recommend it highly enough. And uh, so grateful again for your time. And thank you so much. I know this uh, audience is uh, all over the world. I mean, it's a global audience that watches this. And mm-hmm. and uh, they're so grateful for all the information and uh, the teaching and the encouragement and the prayer, and uh, and I just want to encourage those that are watching, uh, be a blessing. Go to their website, buy all their material, uh, plug into everything that they uh, make available. And I'm just telling you, it's a day to be equipped uh, to do the works of Jesus. Amen. That's really what the church is called to do. The ecclesia is called to represent Jesus and build the kingdom everywhere we go. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you and so much. A- Go ahead. We have a great conference coming up third week in October. Um, yes. And uh, 
That's a international gathering of apostles and prophets right here in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Um, it will also be online, but if you can be here in person, there's really nothing quite like being here for yes. this amazing event. So I encourage you to take a look at that. You can go to christianinternational.com for more information about that. You know, the good, the, let me just put another plug in there. You know, it's, <laughs> I love, I love the uh, online experience. I love being able to catch things online. That's really great. But, you know, the, uh, Isaiah said the new wine is found in the cluster of the grapes. And so you have to cluster if you want the new wine. You can't get the, the new wine out of one grape all by itself. And so, you know, the computer thing is great. Love it. Uh, but when there's these, uh, these Kairos moments, when we come together, God does something that you're not going to get anywhere else. Uh, you know, if one puts a thousand, flight two puts ten thousand. When you get thousands of people together doing, uh, doing the, the the kingdom together in in a service, especially like the October conference, uh, you'll you'll find victory for years from that. I'm just telling you, uh, uh, hard things in your family and your generations break in those moments, and God really does set things up in a different way. Uh, and so I encourage you, everybody needs to go to the October conference. I try to encourage everybody to go. It's one of the most powerful times of the year, and it's so strategic every year. And so uh, thank you again for being a part. And uh, uh, we could just stay on here another two hours uh, talking about miracles and and what the, what God has done for us. And, and uh, But we'll just have to save that for another time. But uh, thank you again. We love you. We love Apostle Tom, praying for him in Malaysia right now and uh, believing for great big testimonies when he comes back. And uh, will you come back? Will you guys come back? Yeah. I'll be back. I want you all to come back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Well, well, God bless you. And uh, uh, we will will just... uh, uh, avail ourselves of all this material and uh, thank you again for being with us. Amen. Blessings. Wow, that was incredible. Thank you again, Apostle Jane Hammond. So powerful. You know, hallelujah. <clears throat> I believe uh, you were not only encouraged and inspired to reach higher, but, you know, God activated something in you through the impartation of Apostle Jane. You know, Second Chronicles twenty twenty, one of my favorite scriptures, it says, Believe the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. <clears throat> I believe just believing God and believing what God is saying through his prophets is very powerful. And uh, I want to thank all of you for standing with us and supporting the work of the Lord here at LifePoint and in uh, Marty Layton Ministries. And we're going to come before the Lord right now with our tithes and our offerings. How many of you know what kind of giver God loves? He loves a cheerful giver. God makes a promise to those who will walk in complete trust in God and live a generous life. Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6, it says, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a, a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. In the Greek, 
It's the word hilaros. And we get our word hilarious from that. It says, God will generously provide all you need, and then you'll always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Yeah, as the scripture says, they shall freely, uh, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources. Then a produce, uh, uh, then produce a great harvest of generosity to you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. So God loves and he treasures cheerful and hilarious givers. That whole passage is all, it draws a parallel of seeds and sowing that seed and letting it go under the ground and die. And then from that, later you receive a tremendous harvest. And if you'll, if you'll keep a good attitude about it, it'll be a great harvest, right? And so God treasures hilarious and cheerful givers. God wants you to live a life of generosity. Learn to break out of the world's mindset of limitation and scarcity. And let the economy of heaven become activated in your life. In all of the Bible, this is the only place where God says, you test me on this one. You know, oftentimes we're, we go through different tests and God tests our hearts, and he tests different areas of our lives to strengthen us. Uh, but the Bible says, you get to test me on this one. You know, God says, you get to test me on this one. I always challenge people to tithe and give a little offering uh, over and above your tithe <clears throat> for three months solid. And at the end of the, those three months, look at what the Lord has done in your life financially. Why? Because God promises if you'll trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him, that means doing it his way fully, he will direct your path. He will cause your barns to overflow with, with plenty. He will cause your vats to overflow with new, vine, uh, with new wine. And you will be the head and not the tail, above only, never beneath, blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed in your bank account, blessed in your family, blessed in your job, blessed in everything that you put your hand to. Amen? So I just encourage you, <clears throat> God wants to bless, but we have to do things His way. And when we do it His way, He pours it back on His people. Amen? Father God, thank you for the opportunity to give into your kingdom again. As I'm sowing, you already are planting my harvest. As I'm giving now, you're opening the windows of heaven, and you are pouring out blessings upon my life right now. And so much, it's more than I can receive. So I'll have more and more and more seed to sow. And I thank you for rebuking the devourer for me, Father. And all nations are going to call me blessed. I agree with the promise of Jesus when he said, Give and it shall be given back to you in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over and overflowing. I receive overflow. I receive blessing upon blessing because I am the blessed of God. And Father, I just decree this over your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen, to sow a seed and give in support of this ministry, you can do it several ways. If you're watching on social media right now, there is a link in the comment section that you can click on and you can give your offering that way. Or 
If you prefer to give by text giving, the number is 84321. You just text whatever amount you desire to the number 84321. That's 84321. It's on the screen now. Uh, If you prefer to send it by mail, as many people do, uh, especially when you send a check or a sizable gift, you can do that by mailing your offering to LifePoint or Marty Layton, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. And it's greatly appreciated, and thank you. Because it's always sacred when you give to God, and God returns it back to his people powerfully. Amen? So that's P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. I also want to invite you to go to our website, lifepointchurch.cc. And there's a place you can give there as well, right at the top. And it's a, it's a good uh, opportunity to share your prayer requests with us. I take them before the Lord every day, two, three times a day. And so please share them. I'm praying for you. Uh, it's good to have prophets praying for you. Uh, I know how to talk to God, and I know how to hear his voice. And so it's, it's good for us to agree uh, for your miracles to happen and for your mountains to move. And I'm happy to do that, uh, especially for our partners. Amen. And this is as good a moment as any to invite you to church. We have a great church, a prophetic church, powerful prophetic church called Life Point Church. You know, you've got to stay properly aligned, especially in, in, in these times that we're living in. Uh, you know, it takes a prophet to raise up a prophet. And if you have a prophetic call on your life, you need to know prophets raise up prophets. Samuel was raised up by Eli. Uh, David was raised up by Samuel. Elisha was raised up by Elijah. And you can go on and on and on. Pastors, teachers, and evangelists, they can equip you, uh, but they cannot equip a prophet for their calling. I want to invite you to come to church and be equipped uh, every Sunday at 4 p.m., we have a cutting-edge prophetic church uh, every Sunday, 4 p.m. at 768 Forest Retreat Road, right here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Come prepared to receive. I don't think you want to miss the message that I'm preaching this Sunday. It's going to be very uh, insightful, very prophetic. I, I believe it's very uh, fresh, and, and it'll charge you uh, for what's coming. And uh, just as a footnote, I do prophesy every service. So if you need to hear from the Lord, uh, come and receive. Amen. That's this Sunday, 4 p.m., Life Point Church, 768 Forest Retreat Road, right here in Hendersonville. I hope to see you there. Also, you need to check out our sponsor, MyPillow.com. And I want to give a big shout out to Mike Lindell. He's a continual blessing to this house, this ministry. He loves the prophets of God. Uh, He is a sponsor of Speak Life. And what that means is when someone uh, uses our promo code, which is my first name, Marty, when someone uses that promo code, part of that money he sets aside and sends to us. Part of that money pays for the uh, business, and part of that money uh, pays for the Uh, continual production of the products. And so it's a very fair deal. It's a very win-win-win for everybody. Uh, But he's made really some deep discounts, great discounts available for this audience. Just remember to use the promo code MARTY. 
uh, when you go to mypillow.com or mystore.com. And, uh, you know, some people prefer uh, to, uh, to call in their order. Uh, if you prefer to call in your order, there's a dedicated phone line for this audience, and that number is 800-859-2938. It's 800-859-2938. Tell the operator you want to use the promo code MARTY, and that'll be a blessing to us. You'll get blessed in the process, and it'll be a blessing to Mike Lindell uh, as well. So thank you for doing that. Uh, Also, I want to remind you that we are live every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here in America. I know people watch from all over the globe, uh, but it's 7 p.m. Central Time in America on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. And uh, it's always archived if you want to go back uh, and, and watch it again. Or if you miss one, you can go back and catch up. Amen. So that's every Friday night, 7 p.m., Central Time, please tell some other people and help us to get the word out. Amen. If you are a podcast uh, person, and I like podcasts, <clears throat> but I'm, I want to invite you to check out our podcasts on iTunes, on Spotify, uh, the Charisma Podcast Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. And when you're done listening, take just a minute and give us a five star review. Uh, it, it it really helps us to when you do that, and I just appreciate you doing that to help us out. Amen. Also, follow me on social media, at Marty Layton. Look for at Marty Layton on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Rumble, Instagram, uh, Truth, Frank Social, Parlor, all the different platforms, Telegram, uh, and do whatever, it, whatever the platform asks, whether it's Ring the Bell or um, you, you know, subscribe, or, or whatever it asks to do. P- please do what you need to do so that we can stay connected uh, during the week as well. And we give out all kinds of information during the week also. And uh, you want to be informed of what is happening, what the Lord is saying. Uh, and so that's a great way for us to stay connected. Those are our coordinates at Marty Layton. But I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. Listen, God is always, always a communicating, speaking Father. Uh, and we do our, bre- our best to give you fresh bread, fresh revelation, fresh encouragement from God. Uh, I, I endeavor to, to give good training and equipping to you every broadcast, every service, so that you can hear and know the voice of the Lord. And, and then be bold enough to share be bold enough to grow in that. Amen. You've got to use the gift of God. And so Proverbs 18:21 declares the tongue has the power of life and and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Listen, we are in a great spiritual war right now, and it is a mouth war. And whose voice is going to win? I believe the voice of life. And so I want to encourage you from our hearts to yours. Remember to always speak life. We'll see you again next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.